Hey guys, it's Lauren. I just wanted to jump on here and let you know that we had some connection issues since we filmed this over Zoom due to scheduling issues and Maddie's audio specifically got pretty messed up. Um, I tried to fix it and edit it out as much as I could, but I'm really sorry. Next week we will be recording in person again. So sorry about that and enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Maddie Mills and I'm Lauren and this is The Weekend Roundup. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Roundup. How was everyone's weekend? How are we doing? We're coming on strong to Halloween. I'm nervous. I'm excited, though, but I'm nervous for Halloween because COVID is still amongst us. Damn. (laughs) But I'm excited. I know. Well, that leads into my perfect little, yo, I'm about to take a rapid test on the podcast, so please... Don't mind my sniffling that's about to happen. Um, I need to do this for soccer every week, and I'm running low on time this this day. Thus, I have to do it right now while we're recording. There's no better time than to, uh, you know, promote Dr. Strang and testing to protect, you know, getting those at-home rapid tests. Okay. Oh, God, yeah, get it. Laura, what's up with you? I think I just need to let this moment happen. Oh, wasn't too bad. Gotta do the other one. Don't you flip it? I thought you were supposed to flip it. No. Okay. Done. There she goes. Boom. In 15, I will let you guys know if I'm negative or positive. Boom, boom. So now that we have our weekly COVID PSA out of the way... Uh, we figured we'd have a pretty chill episode this week just because I feel like last week it it was a lot. Mads, how are you feeling after having Brad on? Yeah, honestly, I feel like we need a debrief uh, just from that episode alone. That was that was like really awkward. I haven't done something like that. Um, I was going to say in a long time, but really ever. I think the fact that it was recorded actually made it 50 times worse than it had to be. Um, but I'm honestly glad that we did it. I feel good. I think it was funny for the listeners and, um, yeah, I just want everyone to know that that actually was seriously awkward for me. Like we really do the most for the podcast. I I will say that was probably the most awkward thing that has happened thus far. Yeah, I feel like it's not even like I cut out a bunch of parts of Maddie talking when I edited the episode. Like, Maddie literally froze. It looked like her Zoom was frozen the whole time. Yeah, that was pretty raw and uncut. And, yeah, definitely probably won't be doing that again with one of my exes. But, you know, Laura has a few we could get on. You think that any of my exes would speak to me, let alone be recorded on the podcast? Some of them are pretty narcissistic, and I would. Actually, yeah, I think we're thinking of the same person. <laughs> we just relish in the tiniest amount of cloud that they would get. Like, the smallest, littlest grain they would take. There's, there's actually, like, like, three I can name off the top of my head that would actually probably come on. I think, one, I, I actually know the would come on. Yeah. Especially after Brad. Yeah. Um, I, I was originally thinking he's so stupid though. Like, I don't even think he could form a sentence. No, I don't think he would be, I'm not saying he would be a good guest, but I just know he would want to. 
Yeah. I think he would, he would play it though. Like he would like, he would ditch us last minute. Um, yeah, he would, you know how we know that? Because he did it to me, our whole relationship. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure he would do that. Uh, and then lastly, I, I know for a fact, uh, red lights would come on. He's asked, man. Like he, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like he just, he just would. Um, it's honestly, that's just such a weird dynamic and I wouldn't recommend it. And I think we should stay away from it unless people are like, yo, that was fucking awesome. But honestly, I feel like people probably got secondhand embarrassment from that. Like that, I couldn't listen back. I've, I've listened to all of our episodes, like before we put them out, couldn't listen to this one. Absolutely could not. I was like, uh, no, not doing it. Glad, you know, glad it happened, whatever. But it's just one of those conversations that you just don't really want to relive. Uh, luckily enough, though, like enough time has passed and you guys oh, are yeah. able to talk more because I think if this happened even six months ago, 10 months ago, it would not have been the same conversation. But I just think that enough time has gone by. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It definitely would have been juicier. <laughs> definitely. My like, mom- I don't think any of us care enough anymore. No. My mom listened to the episode. Shit. What did she say? And she said that she thought it was so funny because the last time that you and her talked about the situation, she said, I'm pretty sure she said, and I quote, Brad needs to get his fucking shit together. (laughs) And then this episode, you guys were both like, no, I'm sorry. No, I was in the wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was all me, not you. Oh, it's fine. No, you know what? I was speaking facts back then to Joanne. (laughs) But I do take... I do take my accountability for my part of um, that disaster. As do I. As do I. Well. I had my punishments, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for real. You know what? Let's talk. Here's something I never brought up on social media that I can bring in on the podcast for the real OGs who actually listen. Uh, What was with everyone voting that me and Brad still like each other on our Instagram poll? We don't get mad at you guys often, but <laughs> prepare to be scolded. I'm like, guys, you were supposed to have my back on that one and say no, even if it was a yes. You never out your girl like that. Come on. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, um, and also, this one, this, what I'm about to say is going out to a very specific person who voted, and I'm not even sure if they're listening. That person what? does not listen to the podcast. That person does not listen to this podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. One of my exes. Let, hit that we still me and brad still like each other uh let's talk about that weird dynamic for a second because it actually leads into a whole other dynamic that i want to actually talk about on the podcast um what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> please leave me alone first of all no he hops on every live likes every single picture like the other day um i was getting ready to go on a date which i am going to talk about later on um and some of you might know that whenever maddie and i are going on a date sometimes when we remember we'll go on instagram live together and get ready for the date it's kind of cute i feel like we're on facetime with the listeners it's my favorite part of a date (laughs) for real same And uh, I was on there getting ready the other morning by myself because Maddie was at soccer and her ex jumps on the live. And then I figured, oh, like Maddie's not here. You know, he'll jump off in a minute. And then everybody else left and it was just me and him. Bruh. No, I'm telling you, he's actually a fan. Like, like he's, he's actually a fan. And like, I'm not even saying that like, oh, he's obsessed with me. So like, I think he genuinely likes the podcast. That's why I'm like, oh, he's probably listening. 
<laughs> like fan behavior though all the time yeah it's um that's actually what i wanted to get into because you know what i'm actually this is something i kind of want to get off my chest and i feel like people might be able to relate to it and i'm also asking for help oh <laughs> this is a cry for help <laughs> really pe- appealing to a lot of different audiences here yeah yeah this one's this one's for any single person who could be listening to this okay so as I just said, my ex has been, you know, hopping on the calls, hopping on the lives, voting on shit, um, just kind of a weird dynamic. And then it got me thinking about how, well, actually, I told my friend and she was like, yo, Lennon does the most to stay relevant. And then I was like, oh, staying relevant, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about before briefly. We were talking about how Snapchat is such a convenient way to stay relevant in someone's mind, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then I started thinking about breadcrumbing and how like you know how people like randomly will like like an old post or something even though you haven't talked in forever and it's like just giving like little bits of mm-hmm. something something to get someone going you know keep keep stay on their mind and I was like holy fuck I'm being breadcrumbed right now mm-hmm. okay so and then I was like what do I do Like, I actually don't know what to do. And I know people usually come to us for advice and shit. And if someone was asking me this, I would probably have an answer. But the fact that it's, like, happening to me, I genuinely have no idea what to do. Well, okay. Why do you want to do something about it? Well, that's the thing. Should I even do something about it? Why would I want to do something? Do I have feelings? No. It's been a a minute. Like, this is, like, an old... But it's, like, it's just kind of, like, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Basically... Here's my here's my question. If I was writing a question to the advice forum, my question is, how do you ignore somebody who just does everything to stay relevant? Yeah. This one's on me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this one's on you. Like, they pop up everywhere. I'll try to answer it, like, as if I'm not the one going through it, but I feel like I just have such a clouded vision of the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just genuinely... I. I I don't know. I don't know what to do when someone's just trying to stay relevant. And it's not even like, here's the thing. I don't have beef with him. Like I, like I have no problem with him, but it's just like he pops up in every single aspect of anything I do. And it's like some things you just don't want to like have to be reminded of 24 fucking seven, you know? And it's like, not like, I don't know. I also feel like I'm being petty right now. Like, it's, like, I can, I don't know, I kind of do, like, I feel like I can look at, I don't know, I think it's genuinely because he was actually someone I cared about, like, most people I, like, don't, I'm like, whatever, like, I can look at your posts, I don't really care, Um, but it's like, oh, you're constantly in my phone, if you have something to say to me, just text me, maybe that's a stupid question, like, why do I even care, you're right, that's probably something I should talk to my therapist about. Well, no, I, I ask that because... Um, when you said breadcrumbing, immediately multiple exes came to my mind that do that to me, but I don't even acknowledge it. Like I just roll my eyes and move on and literally don't care. Fair enough. I didn't have the relationship with them that you had with this person, but you do need to ask the question, like, why does it bother you so much? You know? And it, it probably is because that was a really upsetting breakup. Yeah. No, that's facts. Like, that's what it is. I'm just at this really intense transition phase in my life. And, like, I kind of want, like, I'm moving on. Like, I'm going to be moving out. I'm going to be, you know, graduating. I'm going to be getting an actual job. Like, all these things are happening to me. And I'm, like, just really trying to look forward. And then it's just, like, 
shit from my past mm-hmm. every time I check my fucking phone, you know? So I don't know. It's weird. And yeah. And it also obviously has to do with the upsetting breakup thing and like the really intense, uh, not intense, intense isn't the right word, you know, just having like an actual relationship with this person. So I don't know. Well, also too, do you think, do you think that going through a transitional phase is reminding you of the last time you went through a transitional phase, which would have been the ending of this relationship with this person, not to go into further detail? Um, yeah, actually that is probably it. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) Yep. Okay. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) And that ladies and gentlemen is how she's stuck around me for this long. (laughs) That actually makes sense. Yep. Um, well, Lauren summed it up on that one. That's probably why. And that does make me feel better about it. Because I was, like, overthinking. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, like, why do I care? Like, I was actually wondering why I care. Because I don't, like, in that way, you know, I don't, like, I'm not, like, oh, my God, he's stalking me. He's a, Like, I'm, like, oh, like, I just don't. It's just, like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to see that. I'm just over it, you know? Yeah. But, like, also, if he is listening, love the support. Thanks, dude. Maybe just mute him. I can mute him on the, like, Instagram one, too, on our Instagram. Well, it's not even that. Like, I don't, I, like, I, he's muted on all my shit. But, like, he'll still like shit and we'll still see it. You know what I mean? Like, he'll still join the lives and we'll still see it. Like, that's, like, what it is. Like, it's not even, like, his posts. Like, it's literally his activity. <laughs> I mean, breadcrumbing is an actual thing. Like, I do it all the time. It happens to I me. do, too. I straight up do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I'm like, this man's going through it. You know who breadcrumbs me to this day? I'll decide later if I'm going to keep their name in. Oh, yeah. Cameron, Cameron fucking McCachron, my ex-boyfriend from 10th grade who cheated on me and broke my heart, broke my heart, follows and unfollows me on Instagram and likes and unlikes all of my pictures to this day. Like, what are we doing, babe? We really need to figure that out. For what? Like, literally for what? Like, I'm just, like, I'm just curious. Like, like I'm not mad. I don't have beef. I don't, I don't want to say I don't care because obviously I care. I'm sitting here talking about it. But it's, like, it's just, like, I just don't get it. It's, like, for what? What What are the motivations in this case and, like, both of these cases? You know what I mean? Staying relevant. Having backup options. It's staying relevant. And you know what? That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but That's I do it. Oh, I do it, too. You know, I do it too. I literally do it all the time to, and, and maybe I should stop now that I'm like thinking about it, you know, it is kind of messed up. And, you know, if someone's doing it to you, I still don't know what the plan of attack is. I guess you just have to fucking ignore it. But I'm just saying joining someone's live, another level of breadcrumbing. I think though breadcrumbing never, take a shot every time we say breadcrumbing this episode. (laughs) The thing, though, with breadcrumbing is there needs to be a limit. Um, I do think that it's a good way to so- stay relevant um, mm-hmm. if you do it few and far between. Like, yeah. you like a picture that's not their most recent, but their second most recent, or you favorite one of their retweets, or you see them out and you, like, sit, give a quick hey. But if breadcrumbing continues any further than that really 
nothing ever ends up happening. Like I have bread crumbing, bread crumbing relationships and this sounds so stupid and so Gen Z, but I have bread crumbing relationships with people on social media. We've never talked. We'll just yeah. randomly like an old picture of each other's or randomly favorite each other's visco posts or just like say hi to each other when we're out, but not actually talk to each other. And then the other one gets a relationship and then you're like, well, there's that. We never even really talked. So weird. It's, it's weird. weird. It's, I think it's weirdo behavior. And like, I'm not, I'm not excusing myself from it right now. Like I'm totally a weirdo cause I do it too. But I do want to say, I honestly, at this point, like with this specific ex that I'm, I'm talking about we got a whole loaf here this is not even a breadcrumbing situation anymore like I think it's to the point where it's like it is weird and that's why I'm like comfortable talking about it on the podcast like it's not like oh he just liked an old photo like he just like constantly tunes in mm-hmm. which is like I don't know but maybe it's just him being like nice and supportive and like maybe I should just like I'm gonna honestly that's what I'm gonna tell myself it's like oh he's just like a fan okay yeah tell yourself that like because it is it's literally only the podcast like it's not like he's like lurking my lurking my page you know like it's like oh he just like tunes into every single live and (laughs) for what like for what babe if you're listening to this right now (laughs) text me (laughs) out out of pocket for that leave it in though leave it in don't cut that how was your date i've been dying to hear about your date like for literally all week and i haven't i've purposely not asked because i want to hear about it on the podcast so we can like genuinely talk about it okay yeah so maddie has not heard a single thing about this date she's completely avoided our friends group chat so that she doesn't see it but i'm excited to talk to you guys about it today because guess what i have a good dating story for once like pleasant or entertaining both oh okay iconic when does that ever happen let's just pause for a second say it's so rare to have a good story that's also like uh entertaining like that's why our podcast is all fuck shit like that's what people want to hear you know Mm -hmm. this is exciting so i think i've talked to you guys about dating fatigue before um And I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that my dating fatigue is directly correlated with my personality disorder, which makes me have really low lows and really high highs. Which, you know what? That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll go through like weeks of just the thought of dating literally repulses me. Um, I won't repeat myself too much about the dating fatigue, but, and the interesting thing now, now we're having a whole mental health section. (laughs) The interesting thing about when you're coming out of a depressive episode like that and going into, it's not mania, it's not manic, I want to make that clear. Um, It's just feeling intense emotions of like happiness, you don't do anything, you know, risky or dangerous like people who are manic do, Um, but you just feel happiness cranked up to 10. And you can feel the day that it switches. And I'm talking about this because we need to normalize the stigma. So you can feel the day that it's going to switch. It's almost like a period. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe that's not the most appropriate thing to correlate it with, but you know, um, for all my people that have uteruses, you can feel it. You're like, okay, my period's coming in two days. You, you just know. know. It's so weird. Sometimes I'll go to bed and I'll be like, fuck, like, I'm going to get my period tonight. And then I do. So it's like that when you're coming out of the episode. So you're like, okay, I think I'm going to go back to being happy in two days. 
So <laughs> I decided that this time around I wanted to be proactive because I haven't had much dating content for everyone. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not feeling it right now, but I'm probably going to in about two days. So let me just re-download Hinge. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was like, like mm, I feel like in two days I'll be feeling it. I really just clocked right back into work is what Locked it feels in. like. That's what no, logging on to Hinge feels like. It's like clocking a stamp, like a time card at work. Got to get that content for the podcast. I respect it. I respect the hustle. So I go on and I'm in bed. Brianna, our producer, my lovely roommate, my dear friend, is in bed with me and we're watching TV and I go, oh my God, I cannot believe this guy liked me on Hinge. And we're scrolling through and he's like really hot. And he's 6'4", he's from England, uh, he just moved to- Accent and all. Accent and all. Thick accent. Thick wow. accent. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. And I thought, I don't know, I didn't really like his answers. I thought they were pretty blunt and like there wasn't a lot of personality behind them. And I'm very picky when I'm in that state of mind. So I went to X him out and Brianna went, what are you doing? He's hot. Just like him and see where it goes. Brianna, knowing that she has to produce some content, <laughs> she, like, she like puppeteers our dating lives just to get content for the podcast. <laughs> she actually does. She's going to listen back to this and be like, uh, okay, but it's actually funny. I have been forcefully removed from my house to go on a date by our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, we love you. We'd, ha- we'd be boring as fuck without you. <laughs> I know. So then the next day he messages me. And it's like one of the worst slide-ins I've ever gotten on, on Hinge. He sounds terrible. Like, I'm just really waiting for, <laughs> for Well, the- I'm trying to put you in the mindset that I was. So this is a brutal slide-in. I have to be honest, guys. And you know how picky I get. Like, I'm shocked I didn't not answer like I'm shocked I answered actually Brianna's the one who made me um but he said, <laughs> said we need that content <laughs> yep but he said no pressure but who's better dogs or dogs no comment not good <laughs> should we go should we explain why we did that I personally I think it's a super red flag like when people are like doggos dogs i love dogs like you talk about dogs too much on an online dating profile like i just feel like that's played out and it's like if you google like how to slide into someone's dms like it's like it's always says like shit about dogs and i know because i've done that i've googled it and so you know he he probably googled it (laughs) not actually but like you know what i mean like i don't know it just gives me a weird bad vibe same so i didn't answer for four days Fair. And then Brianna said, what are you doing? Answer him. So I said, this is a tough one. Guess I'll have to pick my dog since she feels like my actual child, which is lame of me to say, but whatever. Then she said, you know what? you're, you're just reciprocating the energy. Yeah. Then- Wait, can you also, can you hold up his picture for a sec? I just want to verify that he's hot. Oh yeah. Huge cutie. Do you know, he looks like he should be on fucking love Island. <laughs> I know. Like, he actually, he looks like a Love Island man. And he sounds like one, too. Yeah. And then, you know, red flag number two, we got him saying, is that the doggo in the last pick? Did I not call that? Did I not just fucking call that? Dog, I literally said doggo. 
Oh, brutal. So then he said, maybe we can take your dog for a walk sometime or we can get a drink. I'll let you choose. Um, And then he gave me his number. So then we started texting and I actually found out that I had to watch my dog that weekend. So in the middle of us texting, I was asking him, you know, why did you move to Nova Scotia? He basically just said COVID is just so crazy in England that he wanted to come here instead, try something else. I think he has family here. We were just chatting. And then in the middle of a conversation of talking about him moving here, I said, you know, I just found out my dog's coming out for the weekend. Would you want to grab a coffee and take her for a walk? And then he hits me with, because this was relevant to what we were saying before. Yeah, I've actually had COVID three times. Okay. I don't know why, guys. Speaking of COVID, I'm negative. Oh, nice. Just wanted to put that out there. What a perfect wraparound that was. I don't know why, but this was such a red flag to me. Like, I freaked out. I don't, guys, I actually think I have, like, issues related to the Nathan Mason whatever the hell because I just don't trust anybody. I'm extremely weary of online dating now. I think everybody's lying to me. Um good. <laughs> like after some of after some of the things that we've said on the podcast, I feel like that's good. I feel like we should be a little hesitant. I said, "How have you had COVID three times?" And then he said, "Oh, that's the norm in England." Um, I also have to get a fourth vaccine shot on Monday. And I don't know why that freaked me out because it just sounded like a lie. So I immediately was said to myself, I'm not texting him back. I'm not going on this date. I'm done. That's funny that you thought it was a lie and that's why it was a red flag. Like, well, then I ended up talking to my dad about it. And he said that he probably just had two vaccinations in England that are not recognized by the Canadian government. Yeah, most likely. So then I thought, okay, I'm being dramatic. So then I texted him back like 12 hours later and said, all right, let's go on this date. So at this point, you're not really feeling it. No, I was just kind of doing it to get back into dating. Mm -hmm. Because I have not gone on a date since that guy who told me anxiety isn't real. Right. Uh, I don't remember what we called him, but we had the whole bit about Republican and smart, right? Yes. Ugh. That was funny. It's Saturday morning. So I am downtown and I meet my mom in a parking garage downtown because she was going to go shopping and I was going to take the dog off her hands and then meet this guy downtown to go for a walk in the park. So I get my dog. My mom and I leave the parking garage. She goes shopping. I head towards the public gardens. I'm waiting for him. And as soon as he walked up, Mad's like, oh my God, he was so much hotter in person. That's the best. That moment is make or break. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you know, like not to sound, not to sound shallow, but like there is an expectation of what someone looks like. And like, it is disappointing when they don't look the same, but it's not disappointing when they look better. I looked up and I just saw him looking at me and walking towards me. And I literally, I went, I had a little moment, like (laughs) a little Love Island moment. It kind of just shook me a little good that's good in a good way and he comes over and he goes you're right (laughs) i'm so excited to speak in an accent for the rest of this episode and he sits down on the bench and dolly my dog who just has is not shy at all crawls right on his lap sits on his lap like everything so we go for a walk and 
it was just, I don't even know. It was just one of those things where you just talk and there's no lulls in the conversation and you just chat, chat, chat. And really all we did talk about was Canadian things and British things. And then we kind of just briefly talked about like our families and siblings and schooling and, and things like that. Um, you know, there was nothing super major. Classic um, first date material. Yeah. And it was just cute. And I just kind of really liked it. Like it, we weren't overly flirty with one another. We were more just like getting to know each other. Um, That's so cute. I know. And, but there was definitely a spark, like an attraction there for sure. Um, And I just felt very, I was really, really, really nervous. And as soon as I saw him, like I wasn't nervous anymore. I was like pretty calm. Stop. That's so cute. Um, so that was nice. And then I couldn't stay that long because I had a hair appointment. So he walked me back to my car, but here's where things get interesting now, guys. So we're walking back to my car in the parking garage. And if you're from Halifax, you'll understand what I'm saying here. But basically we go to cross the street right in front of where the Lululemon is on Spring Garden Road. And we're waiting at the stoplight. And I see my mom come out of Lululemon. <laughs> oh, Joanne, the absolute queen herself, making a cameo. And she comes out. She's got bags on bags of aligned leggings. And she walks over to this, like, railing, sets all her bags down, sets her purse down. And then she sits down on this railing and goes on her phone. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, mother, you grew me in your stomach. So I know we have some kind of telepathic skills here. So I'm just trying to let her know telepathically, do not say shit to this guy. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I felt like a 13 year old that is like, mom, drop me off two blocks away. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know how I would react in that situation. Wow. So my mom gets up and she looks in Lululemon because she was shopping with her sister and she wanted to see if her sister was at the cash yet. And she told me that she looked in those huge glass windows of Lululemon and just saw me standing across the street. <laughs> oh my God. That's so awkward. But it's like funny. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I would react as either party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then... My mom quickly turns back around, makes eye contact with me, and then sits back down. So I'm like, okay, she gets the message. So it's time for us to cross the street. And I look at my mom, and she has her phone held up next to her face as if she's, like, looking at something on her phone screen. But she's so obviously just taking pictures of me. (laughs) What a queen. You know what? That's exactly how I would react in that situation. (laughs) Nailed it. And I can tell she's taking pictures of me and I know she's laughing at me. Like I see her laughing and pretending to not take pictures as like picture your mom right now. You, the listener, picture your mom taking photos. Like, you know how they got to get the zoom in. They do the two finger zoom in. Oh, that's brutal. That's funny. We, We walk by. I'm trying to continue on the conversation, but I keep stuttering and tripping over my words because I can hear my mom laughing at me. Can she like hear you at this point? Yeah. Okay, so, like, you're, like, in earshot. Like, you're, like, she's on the date with you at this point. If she reached her arm out, she could have, like, touched my leg. 
OMG. Okay. That's really funny. So now I have all these paparazzi photos of me out with this guy, which I'll consider putting in the roundup. Please put them in the roundup. We will do some serious, we will literally edit his whole body out. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, I that's, think we have to do That's so funny. So my mom was actually conveniently sitting right in front of the entrance to the parking garage. And my mom doesn't really understand boundaries. So she definitely would not have just turned around and let us have a private moment to say our goodbyes. So I walked him around to like the very back of the building and I just stood in front of some back door. I was like, oh, this is the parking garage entrance. (laughs) That's like a locked door. Honestly, smooth. So I said, it was so nice to meet you. I'm sorry I have to leave so quickly. I have a hair appointment like on the totally other side of town. He's like, yeah, it's fine. So we hugged each other goodbye. And then there was a moment. What kind of moment? Well, he's like, he's like the perfect height, right? Like he's six, four, which is ideal height, mm-hmm. especially for someone of my height, five, nine. Yeah. You got to get, I feel like five, nine. So what is that? Like five inches above you, six inches above you. I don't, you always ask me math questions and I have dyslexia. I know. I just can't do math. If you're listening, I feel like five or six inches is the perfect amount of taller than you height. Not to be, like, I'm not saying put on your list, you need someone who's five to six inches taller than you. I love my short kings too, but dang, that is an ideal height. For that romantic rom-com, like, moment of leaving when you're looking up at them, five to six inches is a great neck angle. hmm So we had that moment where it was like, are we about to kiss right now? Like, are you gonna kiss me or not? Crazy song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. And we had a moment and I could tell he wanted to and I kind of wanted to too, but I was like, it's 11 a.m. on Spring Garden Road. I like, I can't do this. My mom is probably around the corner with a mustache and a hat on taking photos like of us. Like paparazzi. <laughs> I'm actually dead. So then we just said our goodbyes and I texted him later on. And yeah, I don't know. We're seeing each other again this weekend. So by the time you're listening to this episode, we would have already gone on our second date. But I think it's fair to say that I have a crush. Oh, a crushy crush. A legit crush. Like a legit crush. Like a I want to date you crush? Well, no. Like I want to get to know you better and feel your body. I guess I need details. Like, I don't know. He sounds very adventurous, and I feel like he's not going to stay here too, too long. So I don't want to get too attached. But I like him. Like, we've been texting and talking um, since that date. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to our second date. But here's the thing. There's the thing. I hate that. I kind of want to, like, take it slow. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? I've never done that. <laughs> ah, so now I get to help you. <laughs> well, I just feel like everything I do is on a hundred. Remember that personality disorder we talked about earlier, guys? <laughs> everything I do is on a hundred. Like if I like someone, I like them on a hundred. If I hate someone, I hate them on a hundred. And I was talking to my therapist about it and I was saying like, I just really want to wait to do anything with this guy that's 
even remotely serious, like go to each other's houses. I really, really want to wait to take it to the next level. Like, I don't know. So me and my therapist came up with this thing called sexual insurance. Cute. Where I'm going to have something lined up after each of our dates so that I can't give into the temptation. Oh, okay. Like the hair appointment. Yeah. So I had the hair appointment. So I had to leave. Um, After our next date, I'm meeting up with my roommates um, and going to a party. So I'll have to leave then because I literally don't trust myself. Like I do really like this guy and he's so nice and so respectful that I feel like my, you know, tendencies will slip in to this wholesome relationship I'm trying to build for the first time ever. Well, that's fun. That's kind of interesting. It's kind of something new, you know, it's kind of exciting. But those are the things that we need to do is set things in place. If you want to take it slow with somebody, and I'm not saying you have to, like, listen, this is a first time thing for me. Girl, you do you. But because I want to, I need to, like, set myself up for success, you know? I love that. Preach. Because I just know that if I go on the second date with him and it goes so lovely and he's so nice... You know, like, I feel like, why wouldn't I go back to his place? But I also just, it's its not even really about that. It's more so, I just want to get to know this person emotionally, because a lot of the time I seem to mix up emotional intimacy for sexual intimacy. <clears throat> so just to make it a little more weekend Rana friendly, and less therapy friendly, um, you're, uh, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to make him like you more. No, no. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's like, you're not, yeah, you're not doing it to make him like you more. So you're not really feeding into the misogynistic tendencies of uh, aspects of waiting. Yeah. It's not so much of a, oh, I want him to think that I like only sleep with people I'm seriously into and I want him to work for it. And, you know, and if that's how way you think, then that's how you think, but that's just not the reason I'm doing it. I'm doing this because I want to get to know this person as a person first, which is a new thing that I'm trying out, trying a lot of different things with dating. And this is just one of those things that I'm going to do now because I often try to become emotionally unattached to people, maybe through that way through sexual intimacy so that I don't have to have emotional intimacy but the podcast has definitely made me voice these issues that I have with dating a lot more which is making me more aware of them which is making me want to change them yeah no I think that's great I think um it's kind of exciting that you're trying stuff I think it's going to give us some good content uh, and also um maybe you're going to become the simp on that podcast and it won't be me anymore well, let's not go crazy here. I'm about to whore out as soon as soccer season ends. I'm just putting that out there. And I'll I'm join like, you. Any Love Island British men want to join uh, my roster? Hit me up. <laughs> I'll join you. Like, this is not, I'm not off the market by any means. I'm just creating an emotionally mature relationship with someone I'm dating non-exclusively. Right. But what if you guys become exclusive because you do that? So don't you think there's probably a greater chance that you might become exclusive? Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but I'm going to need a lot more therapy sessions before I become exclusive with anybody. Fair enough. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think this is interesting because, but also at the same time, like, do I sound absolutely batshit insane? We had one date. (laughs) You've had many other dates with many other people, like first dates, and you never felt that way about anyone. So it kind of makes sense that if you're going to try this whole emotional connection thing, then it would be with him, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Well, guys, that wraps up this week's episode of The Weekend Roundup. It was a bit all over the place. I feel like we just kind of had a therapy sesh and you tuned in, so joke's on you. Yeah, uh, actually, wow. I really need to come back with an episode that's not awkward and not fucking depressing next week. Maybe let's fuck some shit up this week and then talk about it. All right, so if you see us perusing the downtown this weekend, stay away because we're working. Mind your own business. Make sure you rate and review the podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Follow us on Instagram at The Weekend Roundup. And of course, as always, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to share with us, check out our question forum. The link is always in the description of the podcast and our Instagram. Anything to add, Maddie Mills? I hope you guys have a great week. And I hope you have something to debrief with us too next week. Live a little. Go crazy this week. Have a good week, everybody. We love you. Love you. Talk soon. Bye.